Negative experiences lower our personal vibrations and we feel bad. This state attracts more negative experiences leading to negative vibrations. Lower vibes are bad for the health of the soul. A great quote by Hina Hashmi. Welcome to HEAL, conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being. topic today is energy. What is energy? How can we use energy to help us heal? There are many ways we can understand and use energy to help us. On today's episode, we interview a psychic medium who sees energy and uses that ability to help others heal from grief and loss. Enjoy this awesome interview with Lynn Marie. Hello everyone. I am beyond excited to be able to talk with our guest today. She's one of the most talented psychic mediums I've been able to see work. Her straightforward approach to what she does is refreshing and honest. And if you haven't had the pleasure of meeting her, now is your chance. Join me in welcoming Lynn Marie. Hi Lynn Marie. Thank you for coming Hi, on. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm doing great today. I'm glad you're here with me. It's so exciting to be able to talk to you. Well, thank you. And thank you for the opportunity to be here with you. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Um, as you may or may not know, this, this podcast, HEAL, um, is designed to have conversations around personal growth and overall well-being in the hopes that these conversations help others to reach out, dig deep, and start their own process toward healing. So the topic of today's discussion is around energy, and that's why I thought I'd have you on. I know you work with energy in a way, um, and we hope to touch upon what energy is, how we can use energy as part of our healing. So I asked you to come on here today to help us explore this topic and to maybe lend a hand and to understand how energy can potentially aid in healing, especially with the work that you do. So if you're, if you're able or willing, would you please um, give our listener a brief understanding as to how you became, of your, how you became aware of your abilities, uh, what you do, and how energy can play a role. Sure. Um, I wish I had a straightforward answer for the how I became aware of things. I honestly cannot remember being any different. I think that for me, at my ripe age, which I will decline saying, but uh, it's, been, it's been a while, it's been a long time. And I think that for me, it just got stronger and stronger and stronger and it became more and more defined. I think when I was young, I probably had no, and I mean young like a child, I probably had no filter. So I didn't understand that it was different. And then I remember being sort of in the teenage years and exploring some things and thinking, oh, this is kind of different and I can sort of hear and see things that other people can't. And I probably did what everybody that has these abilities does does, which is that I ignored it and tried to suppress it and was afraid of it and, you know, thought that I was a freak or a weirdo and then learned through the process that it could actually bring things to people that they might need or that they might benefit from. So when I was an older teenager into my 20s, I started doing this more and more and then eventually it just became easier and easier to offer it up. So I, I think that's the Can I ask you a, a quick question based on that? I don't know if you can answer it or if you feel comfortable answering it, but in your late teens and early 20s when you started to work with it a little bit more, was there anything unique or different or special or um, but how did you start to work with that? Just open up and just become more okay with it? Like just being more open to it? I think that I, I always liken it to it being a muscle that you don't use. Yeah. And 
Um, I know you can't see me per se, but if you think of it as having like your arm is tied up to your body and it doesn't feel uncomfortable because it's something that you've always had, it's just the way it is. And then at one point in time, you unlock that arm and you let it stretch and it feels so good to let it stretch, but it also feels weird and odd. So I think it's one of those things that the more you stretch it, the more you use it, the less odd and the less strange it feels. So I don't think it's an overnight process. I think you just kind of start stretching that quote unquote muscle until it starts to feel like it's more part of you so than you, it was before. Once you started stretching that muscle, you started to feel like this is what I should be. This is, this is okay. This is normal yeah, it's for me. Almost like you get addicted to how good it feels to stretch the muscles. So you're right. like, oh, this is good. You know? <laughs> and this is meant to be like, this is what it's, this is what my arm is supposed to be doing. Yeah, exactly. Almost. That's cool. So, and then how, how energy plays into it is, yeah. I'm a big user of the word energy. Uh, I am I too. You know, I, I feel like I use it too much, but at the same time, it's just how I feel. It's like energy is everything. Yeah, but I think some people use other words that equal energy, like some people say vibes, I had a good vibe in the room, or I got a good vibe off of somebody. For me, those vibes or those feelings that you're actually sort of comfortable or exploring something that feels good to you is the same thing as translating energy. I think that for people like myself, and almost every single person on the planet has a sixth sense. So it's not like I'm unique, but what I tell people is, it's like I have friends in my life that are math teachers and I need a calculator to add two and two. Right. But <laughs> they, have, you know, they have good intuitions, but I'm able to put voice to those intuitions. I think that's, it's just, just like some people are born to be brain surgeons and some people are curing diseases. I'm not one of those people, but I think that when I walk into a place and I meet somebody, it's almost like an energy part of them. Think of it like a shadow, a good one, a light shadow comes out and sort of shakes my hand. And then it's a lot of, um, a lot of different, sorry, a lot of different that goes on into that. So I think that you can call people like myself readers of energy, but I think energy is just that sense of us that picks up the unspoken or the unacknowledged sometimes. I love that, that's so cool because I agree with you. I feel like everyone has the ability to be able to, I always say connect to energy and I know we had a brief discussion about this, but um, it's just the way that I, it makes sense to me, like connecting to someone's energy um, is, is how you, you can, pick up on those vibes in the room. You can pick up on how someone's feeling. I mean, it's not always a great thing to be able to do it, uh, but, you know, like understanding what it is and that it's maybe not your energy or whatever you're feeling might not be your own, I think is really important. I also think that there is a difference, and I, and I do talk about this often when people ask the questions. I think there is a difference between being an empath and being um, like picking up as a medium or a psychic energy. I think empaths don't have a choice. They pick up energy everywhere they go. I mean, they can pick up other people's energy or vibe or situation, no matter where they are or what they're doing. I think that for myself, it's more of a focus. I get into a space with someone and I'm focusing on where, you know, what's around them and sort of what's coming off of them. But I'm extremely blessed that when that person leaves, I'm able to say, okay, that was that person's energy. Now I can focus on this person's energy. So I think that, a, that a was, lot of, was that a practice to get to that point though? Or, or absolutely, absolutely. No, absolutely. Although I have to say that I am, I always make a joke and I say that I am not a born empath and I'm grateful for that. Um, I, I do feel like empaths have a tough road to hoe in life. Um, I always say that empaths are like magnets. They walk through strange, they walk through paths and anything that's around them, whether it's something they know or not know, or someone they know or not know kind of sticks on them. And that at the end of the day, they have to scrape all the paper clips off, you know? Yeah, um, I, feel like I, that, I feel like that most days. <laughs> the end of the yeah, day. I was going to say, I think, yeah. I think you being, a, you're pretty empathic, so you probably know exactly what I mean. But 
I think that for my purpose, I'm able to say, um, I use this all the time and people laugh. It's, it's, it's said as a joke, but it's meant to be reality, which is that like, I go to the supermarket and I walk through the aisles and I'm like, oh, that person lost their grandmother and they're very sad. And that person has having a bad divorce and that person really is sad and I wish I could give them a hug, but I'm able to say, you know, not my space, not my purpose, not what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And I can walk through it without it sticking to me. I don't go to the car still feeling all of that. I'm able to cruise through it. Some of that is practice. And some of that I think is just for whatever reason, spirit has decided that that is not my bailiwick, which I am totally okay with. <laughs> right. but I think it's also part of your personality because, you know, seeing your work and seeing how you are, like I said earlier, honest, straightforward, kind of a person. I just think that's who you are. And if you didn't want to connect with that person in whatever way, and just, you're just like, okay, see you later. <laughs> like, I'm okay. Bye. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big believer that people have to want, or at least be curious enough to request someone like myself to help them. Right. If, the worst thing is to walk up to someone in the grocery store and give them a reading they didn't ask for. Like, talk about invasion. Yes. And not only is it invasive and, you know, but I often wonder, am I doing that for them or am I doing that to prove that I can do it? Right. And that's, that's where some sense of ego that's tied to that, I think. Like, look what I, sure. can, do. I can do this. And, and yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you're not like that. <laughs> it is hard. I've made the mistake. I've definitely made the mistake. And I have definitely made the mistake where people challenge you. Um, I, if you have time, I'll tell you a little quick thing which is that like I was at a restaurant once and I was in line waiting for the ladies room and this woman came up to me who worked there and she was very sweet, but she was like, I know who you are and I, I know what you can do. And I was like, okay, well, I'm out with the family right now. So like, you know, feel free to come see me, but like, you know, right now is kind of not, I'm not really here to do that. And she must've passed me six or seven times and kept asking me like, what do you see on me? What do you see on me? And finally, at one point in time, I just kind of told her and I, I felt bad because afterwards she wasn't ready for it. And afterwards she was like, I didn't think it was, I didn't think you were going to know that. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. You just kept asking. And so it ended up not being a negative experience. She was actually very happy, but I had to question myself. Like after that, I was like, why did I give in? Like, did I give in because I just you know, got frustrated or did I give in because she really needed to know? And those are the things, those are the experiences that you have when you're a person like myself, I guess, I don't know, people like us who that that's where you have to kind of be like, what's important and what's not. And, you know, and, and, and how am I to judge them? Also, you, um, I think, um, trying to create again, overused word, but I'm going to say it anyways, try to create some sense of boundaries for yourself too. Like you said, I'm with my family. I would rather not, this is not the space for this right now, you know, and that's just giving yourself some, some space and some ability to separate from that person for just a little while. Cause I, mean, I know it's who you are at your core, but it's still, it's not the place right now. And, and, no, and you know, it's too much. And I think that I also tell people this all the time too. I'm sure if you've seen me work, you've heard me say it. Mediums should go to other mediums. You know, I, I, um, I also read tarot cards. I love the tarot. The tarot. I wanted to ask you about the tarot cards. It's not on my list of questions, but then I was thinking, oh, Fred, I should probably ask her about. <laughs> I love the tarot. I love what it does. I, I respect it so greatly, but I also don't read my own cards. Um, I think that the joke I say, which is a true story, almost every joke I tell is based on a true experience that I should not have had. And, um, you know, I used to read my own cards and then what I would do is I would manipulate the cards until they say what I wanted them to say. And then I'd be irritated when, you know, when they didn't come out the way I wanted them to. And I would be, you know, I'd be not great with that. And I think that it's the same thing with mediumship. I do have you know, certain things in my own personal life that I hear very strongly, but, um, and I'm okay with that.
but sometimes I sit there and ask questions to the universe and then I wonder if the answers that are coming back are me saying what I want to hear or are they really true? That's so funny because I, I do that a lot in meditation and I always think, did I just make that up because that's what I want? Like I truly struggle with um, deciphering, is that, what I, is that what I want? Yeah, yeah. Is that true? I, I, it's a constant struggle with me and my brain, it's crazy. And then you can also do the opposite to yourself. You can work yourself up into a frenzy over things. I recently had a medical um, issue. I, um, I had, they found a, a, a tumor on the thyroid and I, deep down inside, I knew that it was okay, but I, I, you know, psychically, I was convinced psychically that it was horrible and it was going to be this horrible, horrible situation. And when it came out that it was, you know, treatable and okay, I was basically like, well, I knew that. So why did I get myself all worked up? But when it's yourself, it's so hard. But I find it interesting because when it's other people, it's so crystal clear that I can't even begin to imagine how they don't know it. Do you know? Right, like, right, right. Well, that's, so. why, that's why we come to people like you to help <laughs> us to, to figure things out because everyone has questions. Everyone is unsure of uh, their direction or perhaps even the past loved one, like, are they here? Are they always with me? Do they know what's going on? Like all of this, we all have tons of questions and it's just so much easier for some reason to trust someone like you. <laughs> you, like I would go to you and ask you anything and everything if I were able to before I would- And I'm, I certainly and don't, I don't get it. usurp any questions you have. So don't stop me if I'm saying too much, <laughs> but- uh, But no, you're fine. This is great. So, but like, I, I think that, um, the other thing that's really difficult for people who potentially don't really have this ability or vision um, is that it's not an exact science. And, you know, sometimes people are like, well, you know, like you'll tell them, oh, something like, and I'm, uh, this is obviously made up. It's not meant to be taken literally, but you'll tell somebody like, oh, I see them wearing black pants and they'll be like, oh, they never wore black pants. They always wore navy blue but it's the reality of it's dark pair of pants. You know what I mean? So like sometimes you have to be very careful how you express things, just like people have to be careful how they hear them. That's and I, well, I think, I think you're interpreting what you're hearing. Like, so you take dark pair of pants and you think, well, they're black. And I think that's fair because it's, yeah. you, you see or feel or hear or whatever it is, the magical things that you do. And you, interpret <laughs> it. like you take it into your file cabinet Sort of, sort of, sort of sort it through and then say, this is what I think that means, right? Right. And sometimes they show videos. I always call them videos. Like they show you little snippets of things. And it's so, think about if you weren't there, but now you're being shown a snippet of something. And now you have to, you get shown a snippet of something that takes a minute and you have to describe every single thing that's in that room or every single thing that's in that space in a very brief period of time. It's, it's, it's not always, you know, that you might forget about a picture on the wall, you know, it's just, you're just trying to focus on whatever it is you felt or, or could see at the time. And I think that's, that's part of it too. And so much of it is about feeling it. And I think that's where the word energy comes back into it because it's like feeling that comes through you. It's not a feeling that's coming out of you. Mm -hmm. And that's a different sensation too. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, that's why I feel like energy is everything. And I say that all the time because I, I think that the work that you do involves a lot of energy, whether you're reading it, connecting to it, seeing it, feeling it, hearing it. It's, it's, it's just what what you do and and then you're able to just tell them what you see feel here um, and I do think when you said to try to remember everything from that video I think the most important things that connect to the person you're speaking to are going to be the things that come out of your mouth like you might not remember everything and I don't know that those things were very important to remember although they're trying to tell you everything but does that make sense like I feel like what you see it, is it does important things right Right. And I also think that that's a very important point too, because a lot of people will ask me like, oh, you read me three months ago. 
and you must remember everything from that reading. And 99% of the time, I am struggling to remember how I even know your face. Yeah, so and, that happens with me when I give Reiki to people. They'll say, remember last time you said that? I'm like, no, I actually don't really remember much of that, but that's why right. I take notes. You know, I take notes so I can yeah. go back and look at it. And I think it's because I'm not meant to remember it. And I also think that, you know, we, it's not 411 to heaven. I, I wish it was. So we can't, you know, myself, I can't conjure a person up for you. If that actually, person is- I was just gonna say that you might go to a reading with Lynn Marie and you may be like, okay, I'm waiting for my grandmother. If my grandmother doesn't come through, then, you know, this isn't the reading that I did. But what happens is you actually hear from someone and you hear a message that you're supposed to hear that day in that time. And so- Right. Yeah. And sometimes they're not always, I mean, I don't want to be negative at all because it's always a good thing. But sometimes, like, I tell people this all the time. I go to a medium and I'll be like, I really want to hear from my mother. And here comes my sister, you know, right. or, <laughs> yeah, or I'll be like, I really want to hear from my grandmother. And here comes my sister. But, you know, and sometimes I will literally be like, oh, my goodness, to my sister, like, enough. Like, I hear from you every day, you know. But almost, almost every single time, whatever it is that she is talking about is relevant to me and it's something I either need to use or I need to hear or I need to be validated about. And for me, the biggest gift that spirit gives us is validation. When messages come through from the other side being like, you're really not a, a horrible human being, you know, like that's really good because they have nothing to lose they will tell you if you're a horrible human being they will tell you how to change it you know yeah. <laughs> so, i love that yeah. that's so funny and you're not a horrible human being so <laughs> i don't know if you meant yourself or not but you're not <laughs> i try not to but you know okay before i forget can i ask you about tarot and you don't have to go in depth just mm -hmm. when you when you do tarot cards for somebody um you're reading the cards as they as they are because they mean specific things and that's what it kind of means right no okay so you have to enlighten me you don't have to you don't have to go in depth but does do you deal with energy when you use tarot cards yes okay. so i teach tarot as well yep. and um i always tell everybody that i teach tarot to yeah. that the tarot itself is a guide so like a lot of people will be literally be like, oh, I can read tarot cards because I have the book and the book tells me the meaning. If I turn this card over and the card is up, right side up, it means this. And if it's downside, it means this. And if it's in position number two versus position number six, it means this. I don't disagree that there are ways to get a quick answer by looking at that. But like any language, once you become fluent in that language, you're able to sort of put the blocks together to form the sentence. And for me, that's what tarot cards are. They're a guide as to what I'm supposed to be hitting on. And the reason that I feel that way so strongly is because sometimes people will pull the same card over and over and over again and they'll be like this card is hammering me like it, it wants me to feel something and i'll look at the card and i'll be like yeah but how come you didn't pull the second card like what's the next word in the sentence do you know yeah. and i think that the reason i feel that way is because i actually started off by reading regular playing cards and regular playing cards do not come with a manual. They are basically the four suites that are involved in the tarot. And it's really about the position that they go down in, the person who picked them, sort of what's on their energy, and kind of the thought process as to what builds on what. And so with the tarot, I take the same approach to it. I'm like, you know, you're picking these cards and I'm putting them out there and I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, well, this is a disjointed sentence and this is a disjointed sentence, but if we move them to put them fluid, it makes sense. And I, I find that that is the difference between actually reading cards and just learning cards. And I think that is a big difference. Both of them have their value, yeah. but I don't think that, you know, personally, I don't know if I could go back to just 
reading cards. I think I have to, you know, I have to actually use the cards as a, as a guide. Yeah, so. well, it's almost like what you said earlier about your arm. It's, it's something that now you're like, um, okay, so this made sense in my mind a second ago when I thought it, but now when I have to express it, I'm like, <laughs> does that make sense? But it's almost like what you said about your arm. You're, you can't go back to tying your arm back up. You have to keep it doing what you're supposed to be doing. So now you're doing the tarot and you say, yes, it does involve energy, just like a reading would, correct? Correct. The energy of the person who picks it, the energy or even the intention of the reason why they're there in the first place. Perhaps. Exactly. Un unlike dealing with a passed over entity or a loved one, um, the tarot is more about that person's specific present time energy. So is it possible for a, a dead person or entity to show up in a tarot card reading? Sure. But mostly it's almost like they're observing. Like it's almost like you're putting the tarot card down and they're like, oh, right. see, that's where I fit in. Like I yeah. taught her that, do you know? I, yeah, I and, see. You know, but other than that, the cards really are about you. And the other, I consider it to be a misconception for myself is I don't expect the tarot to predict my future. I expect the tarot to help guide me towards making my free will decision about my future. And I think that is also a big difference. I remember when I was working in a particular town, I had to apply to the town to, for a fortune teller's license. And I was horrified. Um, I mean, I had to do it and I did it and I, but I remember thinking to myself, I don't want to be labeled as a fortune teller. I, you know, I want to be labeled as this energy reader, this spirit medium, this tarot card reader, you know, but in reality, it was just another label. Didn't yeah, really matter. Too bad. That's too bad because it's not like you do that. You said that it's not like you predict someone's future. You say, this is how things are. This is how things were. This is what I'm seeing, feeling, hearing. And if you continue on this path, this is where you could end up kind of thing. But it has nothing to do with what's going to happen, period. Right? And leading back to the thought process of energy, it's an energy trail that you see. Right. So basically, when you pull up cards for someone, you can sort of see where the energy trail was. You can see where it is right now. And then you can see like, if they go this way, the energy trail might light up a little bit differently than if they go this way, but they still have to make that choice. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, now before I forget again, I want to. I know, I know, I'm sorry, I went off. No, 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 you're not. You're great. This is great. I don't want to take up too, too much of your time on this day. Um, but. Um, the difference between psychic and medium. So it's funny because I'm like, oh, Lynn Marie's coming to mainstream. She's a she's a <laughs> she's a medium. I don't know what she is. I don't know, but she's the best one that I've seen. <laughs> that's what. I, oh, thank you. Well, I appreciate that. Well, that's what I say, and I'm like, I really should find out. So what's the? <laughs> you're a spirit medium, but you're also you're a psychic medium. So what's the difference between psychic, medium? Because because you tell me what you said earlier, because that made sense to me. So go ahead. So I, I don't know how the definition fits in for everybody. Um, but with you being a Reiki person, you will probably understand this concept, which is that when you're doing Reiki on somebody, that's about their present time healing. It's about their present time situation, right? That's how I feel about my psychic ability. I feel like when I use my psychic ability, it's about present time. It's about reading the cards. It's about guiding someone here on this plane and sort of, figuring out how their energy trail goes on this plane. I feel like the mediumship is the messages that come from the other side. That mediumship is more about your loved ones, about entities, about angelic presence, about stuff like that. So and I think like- And validation and comfort, really, and healing, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I think that because the other side is not really supposed to tell you what to do. You know, um, all they can do is sort of guide whether or not your thought process is correct, but that's not the same thing as laying down a bunch of cards and looking at energy trails and saying, this is going to be the better path or this is going to be where, you know, what's going to happen either way. And I think that for me, that's how I cause the distinction. That makes, the other sense, thing I that makes sense to me. I really like that um, description and um, it makes sense because, you know, just doing Reiki and understanding what you just said about that. It's so true. 
like that's exactly what I feel like I do. I may try to move their energy and shift their energy and balance them. But I also get these little hits of visions and thoughts and feelings about this is what you should be doing. Like this is, I mean, I, like, I don't know where it comes from. And I always say, it's just, I'm connecting to someone's energy. Like you need to go to the beach and walk on the beach. Like I know a lot of people need that, right? <laughs> so it's kind of, it seems like kind of generic, but it's not for everyone, this one person, like you need to go walk in the woods. You, that's where you're gonna find your center. That's where you're gonna be grounded. Or you need to start writing or you need to, like those are the things that pop up into my head when I get Reiki and I feel like it is their journey on healing right now. I don't know where it comes from. I, I always say it's just whatever energy I'm picking up on. And I'm hoping that that's exactly what it is because that's what I feel like it is. And it's present moment. And I, yeah. I also think that Reiki people have a little bit of a tougher road on this too because angel and angelic presence comes into healing and so when you're doing physical healing on someone and you're getting message that feels like it's from the other side most of the i mean i've certainly had reiki um i've certainly been around it and i think that most and i i'm just saying most i'm not trying to paint everybody with the same brush but I think most Reiki people experience messaging that comes from the other side as being more about the person's higher purpose or their higher thought process. I don't feel that way when I use my quote unquote psychic ability. I feel like that is down in the trench with the person. I feel like the messages that come from the other side are a higher level. They come from people who can see things that we can't see and can do things that we can't see. And then I even feel like the higher level of that is a lot where the Reiki people seem to get a lot more of that, which is really angelic presence and really, you know, divine, you know, thought process. I, I liken that to reading angel cards versus reading tarot cards. I feel like whenever I read angel cards, which I occasionally like to do, I'm not as fond of them, but I, I, I like them. I mean, I have an Archangel Michael deck that I just love. I love but him. I just, he's, he's my Archangel boyfriend. <laughs> me too. We can share him. I, I, him. I, I'm a sh I can share. I, I can share. Him. It's okay. <laughs> um, I feel like when I read angel cards, they always have a higher purpose. They're always like coming from an incredibly loving, higher place of, you know, these, these things are, you know, we're doing everything we can for you. We're doing everything we can for you. Whereas I feel like the tarot is like, what are you doing? For yeah. You? Yeah. That is so you though. That is so your personality. <laughs> I think, I mean, that's what I get off of you. It's like, you know, it's not about getting all the answers. You got to provide some of that yourself. Like you've got to figure it out yourself a little bit too. Um, yeah. I love that. So perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now I know how tarot works, sort of, and how you use them, most importantly, um, and the difference between a psychic and a medium. Um, and <laughs> well, uh, from, you, my, from my definition. No, you can anyway. only talk about from your perspective, from your experiences, right. and from what you understand. And that's, I hope, what everyone understands is that I share whatever knowledge I might have on a topic, but it's from my own perspective. It's from where I, you know, it's from my background. It's from my history. It's from my experience. Sure. And that's what I am most definitely not the world renowned expert on how this all works for sure. And I, and I think that's also an important thing. Like some people get turned off of, I'm going to use Reiki as an example. They say, Oh, I had Reiki once and it didn't do anything for me. And then they go to see another Reiki person and they're like, that was amazing. But it's not the Reiki person's fault. It's what you received out of it and what connected to you. Some people, I think, much prefer to come and see someone like myself who's like, they, you know, who's like, oh, well, you know, your people say that you're awesome and they don't understand why you don't get it. <laughs> and then, but I think there's also places for people who are very, you know, all oh, your, you know, your angels love you. And there, I mean, there's room for all of us. There's, you know, we all do something different. I agree. I always say that there's enough for everyone to go around. There's enough. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. that's so cool. All right. So is there anything before I um, ask you my three <laughs> questions that I ask everyone, is there anything else that you want to share? I can tell everyone how they can get in touch with you um, at the end here. So you don't have to share that, but you can, however I can too, and plan on it. <laughs> Um, is there anything else that you want to share about anything? No, I, I, like I said, I was like, oh, I probably just usurped all her questions, but, um, yeah. No, no not at all. Um, I think we had 
a great discussion about energy and, and what you do and how powerful that can be. Well, we really didn't touch upon this, but I think it almost goes without saying that what you do and how you do um, use energy can provide a ton of healing for people, whether it's through tarot and understanding what your direction should be, or whether it's through connecting with a past loved one and understanding that they're always there for you, no matter what. Were you I gonna think, say something? Yeah, if you don't mind, I will add. No, I don't mind. <laughs> uh -huh. I think that, um, you know, I never, I, I, a very long time ago, someone told me, I was very convinced that I was this, you know, healer. I wanted to consider myself a healer. And I learned Reiki to be a healer. And I'm not a Reiki person. That's not my, that's not my thing. Um, I love it. I'm glad I understand how it works. I love getting it. Um, but I don't particularly feel like people would benefit from my perspective of, of Reiki. So I was very upset by this many years ago and I'm still friends with this person and we still talk about this. And instead she told me, well, you're like a catalyst, you know, and she was like, catalytic energy has its place and you have to, you know, you have to really accept who you are. And it took me a long time to understand that that is another form of healing. And I have to say that the only thing I ever leave any reading with, and I tell people this a lot, is that regardless of how the experience was, that I hope they leave there feeling either better, at peace, comforted, or validated about something. Right. And as far as I'm concerned, that is the whole purpose of, I don't want to sound so altruistic, but, but the whole purpose of my existence is that. I, no, I agree. I agree. There's a lot to be said about what you do and how it can help to heal someone. And heal is such a generic general term. It can be, like you said, validation because you know that your past loved one is okay and they're watching you. It could be, um, it could simply just be that, um, you watch someone else get a reading. I mean, I get more out of that, I think, sometimes, watching someone else's reading in one of your galleries than I do for myself, because it makes me understand that my own people are there. Like, I, I know that, I know that, I get it, I get it, I know it, I know it. And I could just watch someone else and get that same healing for myself. Um, so I do think everything that you do um, could easily call uh, be reason to call you a healer, even though you're not like the, I don't, consider, I don't consider myself a healer either. So it's funny, right? Because I was so young. I mean, I've been friends with this person forever and, you know, and she really meant it in the best way possible. Like she was basically like, Lynn, like, why are you fighting who you are? You know? And I was like, I don't know. I, I, I want to be this healing person. And you know, and I, I want to do this and I want to do that. And she was basically like, but you do, you just don't have to do it like, and like someone else, you know? That's right. Right. And, and I think it took, but it was a, it was a big turning point for me. I learned a lot. Well, you were supposed uh, to go, you're supposed to do Reiki when you did it. You're supposed to learn that lesson when you learned it. And if you didn't learn it when you learned it, then you wouldn't be who you are right now. So, <laughs> and, I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and we're grateful that you are the person that you are right now. I mean, I am. <laughs> The only other thing I would like to mention is, um, and it's kind of a personal quest, I guess, is that I think one of the things that's really hard to express to people is how exhausting this work can be. And that sometimes when, you know, and I use the royal we, but I'm actually just talking about myself. When I have to say no to someone, like when I have to say I can't add one more reading or I can't do one more person, it's not because it's not a reflection of that person or a reflection of, you know, not wanting to do it. It's a reflection of knowing kind of where your own, and you said overused word, but boundary is. And I'll use it. I woke up this morning, I had a honking migraine and it, and I know that I had it because I pushed myself to, to do too many readings this week. Yep. I mean, I, I was feeling it when I was dragging myself out of my lap. You know, when you're in the space, the energy, since we're talking about energy, the energy really buoys you and really makes you feel like invincible while you're doing it. Like it's, but then there's a crash, you know, it's kind of like eating candy bars and having a sugar rush. And then at the end, you're like, oh my goodness, I feel lousy. And I think that that's important to acknowledge too, because 
I do these um, Facebook lives where I just want to get to every single person that comes on there. And sometimes I just have to be like, I, I can't, you know, and, yeah. and I, that also takes practice. And I think that's how a lot of people do burn out is that they put too much out there all the time. And I think I'm still guilty of that a lot. Um, yeah, I think so. So I would watch those Facebook lives and I just sit here and like, I can't watch this anymore because I'm getting anxious. <laughs> yeah. Thinking about all of the, like, like being able to do what you do. I, I have to shut it. I actually have to leave the page because maybe this is because I'm an empath, but I don't know if I really am. But anyways, I, I feel like I feel that and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. So I'm, I'm glad that you're working on the, those boundaries, you know, and it's knowing really hard. I can imagine because you just want to help people too. So the other piece of it is I want to help people because this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But then there has to be a time when you have to shut it down and just be like, I need to go recoup, regenerize, re whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that. You know, I did a, um, I did a gallery this week where I literally walked in and I was like, this is it. I'm only doing three hours. That's it. I'll be done. I don't care if, if people didn't get read, they didn't get read. Well, five hours later, I was still there and finishing, do you know? And I'm grateful because I had the quote unquote sugar rush. I had the spirit rush as we put it. So I was able to do it. But the next day I was junk. And I thought to myself, you know, and you know, like everybody else in the world, I have a job, I have a home to run. I have, you know, and it's kind of, it's kind of hard to reconcile the two things sometimes. Um, but you know, I'll recover today and be back at it next week. So yeah, as, a, as I hit you with questions, yeah, we won't stay long though. So we're almost done. Are you ready for my last few questions that I ask every I am. All of Thank my you for giving me the opportunity though to say those things. Oh no, are you kidding? I'm learning. I'm, this is what I do why I'm doing this. So everyone can hear from people like you and learn and maybe find a different way to, um, heal, you know, perhaps. So before we end, I usually ask people three, I think it's three questions. <laughs> I can't count. Um, so when you feel at peace, like calm, serene, at peace, what is it that you're doing? I'm at home. Yeah. Um, are you doing anything or just being home? I travel all week. I don't have an opportunity to be home very much. Um, I go, I try to make it home obviously every weekend. Um, I have a, a farm, I have animal, like I don't have farm animals, but I have, I have dogs and cats and I just love being home. And even when home involves stuff, like even when it involves vacuuming and changing sheets or what, it's just, it's normal and it feels good. And I, um, so yeah, for me, peace is equal to home. That's so nice. Um, some people these days would disagree because <laughs> that's all they've been is home. I know. But that's okay. Um, do you have a favorite self-help book or spiritual book or something that you could recommend? And if the answer is no, that's fine. <laughs> the answer is probably what some people would consider to be hokey, but um, I read the Bible. I've never read the Bible. I, I don't, you know, I don't recommend that everybody, you know, but there are parts of the Bible that I find so comforting for people like myself. There's, there's passages, there's a lot of passages in the Bible that say that people like myself are not good people, but there are a lot of passages in the Bible that actually like an example in the gospel of John, it talks about testing spirit and you know, there's a lot of things like that. I definitely feel like that helps. I do not read the Bible every day. I do not. Um, I try to read one passage a day, one small passage a day. How do you pick um, the passage? Do you just flip around and put your finger down? Yeah. I oh, that's so cool. Yeah, kind of speaks to me. And then with this, all this COVID stuff and whatever, and there's been so much talk on the internet and social media about, you know, end times and all of that. And that stuff freaks me out. So I tend to go to Mark 13, which it talks all about that. And I feel kind of like, oh, that's right. I'm not in charge. I'm, that's right. I'm good with that. <laughs> um, and then as far as any other self-help book, I can't really say. 
I've read some really interesting books. I've read books about people who've come back from the afterlife. I've read books about, I love books about other religious philosophies about the afterlife. So those things kind of interest me. I'm not sure that they really give me peace, but I, you know, and then yeah. honestly, none of what I read is either like articles or, you know, historical romance. So oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Escape, escape, escape. That's exactly. <laughs> Anything um, that I don't have to focus on for too long makes sense to me. I love, well, I love to read cookbooks. And everybody thinks I'm, a, I'm like, but I will sit and pour through. I have like, I must have at least 50 cookbooks. And when I feel really stressed, I just scroll through them and think about all the wonderful concoctions I could make that I never have. <laughs> That's me in the British baking show. I will watch that over and over and over. And I'm like, I could make that. But I know I yeah. can. You know, it's like, I think I could make that. Watch you um, and now, and now with the interest of like Chef Club Network on Facebook, they put out videos all the time of stuff to make. I think I've made one of their recipes, but after that, I just love to watch them do it. <laughs> now I'm going to have to go watch that. I don't even know what that is, but you know, it's going to turn into one of my favorite things. Okay. Now this is my last question. Are you ready? I'm ready. And the answer could be, it's exactly what you're doing right now. But if you could do anything in the world, money and time is not an object. So money's not important, time is not an object. What would you be doing? And is it what you're doing now? I think it's definitely part of what I'm doing now. I think that if I had no time constraints and you know, no, I would probably do, I would probably incorporate it with more research and teaching maybe or being part of groups of, about spiritualism and more like i would just pursue you know spiritual educational or intellectual pursuits as well well you um, can do that you know you still can do that i know and i have done it and and that's a good thing but i i just feel like you know, we get caught up. I, I, I actually love my regular job too. And I don't know if I would incorporate that into some of it, but um, I think that, you know, I work in the, in, in a, a quasi legal um, capacity. And I think that I would maybe pursue more of that too. But honestly, I'm, as far as what I do, I'm good. I just need awesome. to learn to do it smarter sometimes. Work smarter, not harder. That's been my motto for three years now. True. Yeah. Um, because you know what? It's good to be efficient. I, I, I will take your word for it. <laughs> I'm not always efficient, but it's good to aim for it as a goal, right? Just aim for it. Yeah. That way you're not expending all of your energy and you're not wiped out and those boundaries can be in place. Although, you know, I say this as if I do it all the time, but I'm not. I'm probably <laughs> more guilty of it than you are. Um, which is why I always tell people, you really should not do so much. <laughs> yeah, that's um, us, us spiritual people or, you know, energy people. We're great at giving advice that we don't follow. I almost follow it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many people I tell to practice self-care and I've needed a, you know, a manicure and a pedicure for about four months. So I got gotcha. you. I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> I'm so that person. But anyways, um, I'm so happy that you came on today. I'm so grateful. I'm glad that your headache is getting better. I hope it's getting better. Um, it I is. Hope that you, you. Good. I hope that you take care of yourself today. Um, Thank you. Welcome. Take some time for yourself. I know you're being very careful not to say, but today is my birthday. <laughs> the right young age of 26 lynn marie joined Absolutely. us <laughs> on her birthday six times two yeah. but for real um i'm 53 today wow happy birthday that's amazing thank you um yeah. i just i just turned 51 so we're very close in age and when i turned 50 it was like what the hell just happened <laughs> I, I tell people all the time it's not the years it's the mileage oh god i've had too much of that too <laughs> well, I really appreciate that you took the time, especially on your birthday. Thank you for mentioning no. it. People are probably like, what is wrong with Liz? She's like, the special day. <laughs> I just decided to put it out of its misery and put it out there. Because <laughs> that's who you are. That's what you do. Just put it out of its misery. 
Um, I did want to mention that those who are listening, if you wanted to go through some of your own healing and book a reading with Lynn Marie, you can contact her through her website, which is lynnmariespiritmedium.com. And her name is spelled L-Y-N-N-E-M-A-R-I-E. So it's lynnmariespiritmedium.com. That's her website. But you can also see her on her Facebook Lives sometimes. Um, and that's Spirit Medium Lynn Marie. And then Instagram is also one word, Spirit Medium Lynn Marie. Once again, thank you so much for joining me. It's been such a pleasure. And I'm looking forward to the time that we get to spend together at Mainstream Meditation soon. I was going to say, aren't you going to give a shout out to your own place? I, um, I'll be there on uh, February 11th, which I know will be probably after, before, before this. And this is going to come yeah. out February 11th. And, and we did discuss potentially booking a second gallery. So we'll, I'll announce that if that happens. Um, and you know, we have to do it because it's the Odd Fellows building. So. That's right. It's, a, it's, it's near and dear to my heart because I consider myself an Odd Fellow. So. And you're a, real, you're a real Odd Fellow. I am a real Odd Fellow. That is yeah, true. Not me. I'm, I'm just a, you know, Odd person. <laughs> so I fit in Thank perfectly. you so much for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. And you're very good at this. I felt very comfortable. So thank oh, you. well, thanks. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed this interview and we'll talk soon to Lynn Marie, I hope. Oh my gosh, that was so great. So interesting. I cannot wait to sit down and talk with you about this interview on our next episode, Brett. Everyone, if you have any questions or comments about this episode or about the, the concept of energy, send them to talk to heal podcast at gmail.com. Your thoughts and your questions may be featured on a future episode. And let's end with this week's reflection question. Often we may push aside negative emotions or feelings. We think we can just push them away and not deal with them, but they come back in one form or another. Can you recall a time that this happened with you? Thank you so much for joining us again. Until next time, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease.